Welcome to episode number 155 of Take Him With You for January 22nd, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today we have a great interview for you with Brian and Jamie Dunn on Getting Healthier in 2012. I'm just a step away. I'm just a breath away. Losing my faith today. Not superhuman I'm not superhuman Someone save me from the haze It's just another war Just another family tour There, a little bit of the band Skillet. What do you think, dear? It's called Hero. I like the lyrics. It's a little loud for well, me, but yeah, you know. You know how that goes. Yes, you like loud. I do like loud. So how come you married me if you like loud? Because I'm generally not that loud. Well, you know what they say. Opposites attract. Hi, that's not fair. You're supposed to let me answer that. Well, you know, after being married 25 years... <laughs> Pretty much everything that can be opposite. Oh, There's well. a few things that we have in common. Yeah. By the way, I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And we're the Moyers. Actually, we're married. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is our podcast, the Take Him With You podcast, where we try to encourage people by talking about our faith and uh, opening up uh, people to maybe to some new possibilities in life. Mm-hmm. Well, that was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we try to be real. Yes. We try we... to be real and and talk about a real God and how <laughs> we can interact with him and each other in a, a positive way. Okay. Right? Sure. Right. Well, anyway, I don't know why all of a sudden you wanted to say that, but that's okay. Yeah. I don't mind. Know. Well, you kind of brought it up, so yeah. I just kind of elaborated. We've that's had a crazy, crazy, crazy week, and we're going to talk about it right after this. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough... We even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www. Talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey Day. day. 
Do you know that not only do they have that cool podcast, but they also have a blog where they talk about Disneyland and some of the cool things that you can find there and some ideas and some uh, cool little information that you can read. Did you know that? Um, I think I'd heard about it. There, there should come with a disclaimer for their podcast, though. What's that? That if you listen to it, you'll want to buy a ticket to Disneyland. Well, I think that's the idea, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe to get people mm-hmm. to go and experience it for themselves. Yeah, we've gone a couple times. Actually, I've gone three times, but it's been like a decade apart usually. <laughs> you know more. what I'm excited about is one of our friends um, went and rode the Star Tours, the the new one. They have they mm-hmm. revamped Star Tours, the Star Wars ride. Yeah, he rode it ten times in a row. Wow. He's got a season pass, though, so and he lives down there. So he's yeah. not too far. I mean, he's a little it, ways away. He doesn't away, have to fly. Like, right. when we went. Well, unless he's at the Peter Pan exhibit. When we went to the. With, you can fly. You can fly. <laughs> when we went with the boys, we got up really early in the morning and we went to the airport and traveled a good part of the day. Yeah. So, um,. Then we land that evening, the whole next day, and then the morning on the third day. And then so it really wasn't back. enough time to really so, yeah, see everything. It was, it was kind of a rushed trip. We only had one full day at Disneyland, and that's not really enough. No. No, there's so much there. Yeah. And but, that was uh, before California Adventure. Uh-huh, it was. So, so there's so much more out. now to see. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, we recommend you listening to Alan Joyce's podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. It's quite informative and has all sorts of cool stuff and really makes you want to go to Disneyland. How's that? It does. Okay, so this week has been crazy, crazy, crazy. And why has it been crazy, my dear? Well, we're not used to extremely cold winter weather and all the snow and ice. Um, we generally, I think last year we only had a quarter inch of snow. Well, now you're you're forgetting there was there was a a big a couple of days of snow last that year. That was the year before, I think. No, anyway. it wasn't. But that's beside okay. the point. Well, we didn't have very much snow last year, and it didn't stick around very long. No. Nope. But this year we've made up for it. Yeah. Big yeah, time. Yeah. Big time. Um, currently, we have about an, a foot of snow mm-hmm. in our yard, covered by a layer of ice. Mm-hmm. And everything is slick as snot. So I haven't driven. Is snot slick? All week. Have you ever wondered if snot is slick? I I don't want to test that. So I haven't. You know it is. I haven't driven all week long. And I I am kind of behind on all my clients that I work for. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's forecasted to move up into the 40s tomorrow. And I'm hoping I'll be able to get out of my driveway and get down to work. Um, but, you know, your safety is more important than money. Yeah, but it's nice to have money to pay bills, too. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so but, you know, I'm, hope- I, I'm sure I it'll all work out. I am hoping to get out of the driveway tomorrow. Actually, where I'm going to end up, if I get there, had less snow. Southwest Washington, Pacific County is where I'm aimed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only had a... Uh, like three or four inches of snow and so if i can get there the problem is getting out of our driveway yeah we live in kind of a hilly area that's higher and has more snow 
And then I have to go through what's called the Willapa Hill Hills. Yeah, I don't know if I want really to do that. Which is really high and can often be very icy even. Well, suffice yeah. it to say, it's been a huge winter storm over here. And now all of our trees are covered in ice. And Lots we saw branches falling down. off the mm-hmm. tree across the way. and Sometimes whole trees. Our cars are in covered in ice. And now, people that are in the northeast of the United States or in different parts of the world... Um, this is a normal winter for them, but, yeah, but we're we don't not get prepared this. for that. Like, I don't have snow tires or studded tires on my car. Um, it's just real different for yeah. us. Seattle came to a grinding halt, and Tacoma and Olympia. Olympia got like 20-some inches. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And so, anyway, that's what we've been dealing with is freezing cold temperatures, and uh, and you've been stuck at the house. But, hey, it's great. You've cooked some uh, yummy food. Yeah, it's kind of been different because I've got to be a wife and a mother and a housewife this week. I I feel like I've reverted to my homeschooling days. Um, I haven't been helping Catherine an awful lot with school, but she's been doing her school on her computer. And And I've um, been doing auditions. You've been doing auditions and waiting for answers on auditions. You know, I signed up for a new audition place. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I do a lot of work on Elance. But, of course, last year, about this time, I wasn't doing Elance last year, but we had a real dip in our business because January seems to be a real slow month. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's slow again this month. I haven't had yeah. – uh, I've only had a couple of jobs come through uh, this month. So that's kind of difficult. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've put lots – here. the key to winning and making money in voiceovers is to do a lot of auditions because mm-hmm. the more auditions you do – the more likely you're going to get a couple of hits and and get Mm -hmm. some stuff off of there. And uh, some people just get really discouraged. I understand. I I feel discouraged sometimes, too. And after a couple, three weeks of not getting anything, it really does make you feel weird. But if you keep persisting, you will get stuff. And so that's what I do is I just kind of break through it. and And plus, some people might not realize, but you do a lot of other things besides voiceover. Yeah. yeah. Like in December, you did a, a very big video project for someone. Yeah. You did a concert in November. Yeah. You did. You do weddings here and there. You do web work. Yeah. Banner ads and stuff for websites. Yeah. And so you have a very diverse multimedia business. So that's what I used to call more when, multimedia. When the voiceover stuff is slow, usually you'll pick up. Something I was hoping, though, that during our week of being closed into the house, I might get a few voiceover things. But uh, the only bite I've really got lately is um, I did some audio recording on the CD for somebody. And then uh, the other one was, uh, we'll see what happens here. But I tried out for a talking suitcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did three different so, voices. And they so liked it. They put a little thumbs up on it. If you're a method actor. Mm-hmm. How do I how get into the role pl- of a suitcase? Yeah, how would you play a suitcase? I don't know. Maybe I'd just have a lot of baggage. <laughs> play a person with a lot of baggage. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I could just really trunk the audition out. Okay. Oh, That's really mercy. the case that I was looking really for. The case. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can carry on. I could tell the story of carry on. Uh, carry on. I could tell the story of Samsonite. What, what's the story of Samsonite? Is there a Sans, Samsonite and Delilah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is going nowhere quickly. 
I just dropped my iPhone. Oh, that's nice. That's nice to hear. Hey, everybody. She just dropped her iPhone. It just slid off my lap. Ah, You know what I found out? We can't have insurance on our iPhones. Well, we can. We can. We can. uh, Okay. We got our. Okay. We got our phones a different way than just buying them directly from Verizon. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, they w- the insurance company that Verizon has will not insure them, even though they're newer phones. Hmm. So now if we want to get insurance on our phones, we have to go to a different company. Huh, so I better make sure I keep my Don't drop my it. Case. Don't drop it in the water. Don't no. break it because then we have to buy a new one. Oh, and they're spendy. If you yes. Need. Yes, they are. Yes. So... So take care of your iPhone. Yeah. Anything else going on this week? Our, our, um, this week, our son turns 22. Yeah. This so happy birthday to we're, Nathan. We're having, it was so cute. Now, if you're a parent and you spoiled your children a little bit, you'll, you'll relate to this. Jeez. Um, it was really funny. I asked my son if he'd like to come over. I just, you know, texted him because that's how. That's how he communicates. Yeah, 20-some-year-olds communicate these days. So I texted him, <laughs> and I said, would you and Ivy, his wife, like to come over sometime this week for dinner? Right. I said, pick a night. You know, we'll make it work, and, and you know, let me know what you want to eat. Well, it turns out he wants to come over on his real birthday night, which is, you know, work night, but it'll be fine. And... Uh, and he was very specific that he wanted French dip sandwiches. <laughs> he was specific about where I was to buy the roast beef and the Swiss cheese and what kind of rolls. And um, <laughs> and he wanted Ashu to kind of... Anyway, but the, the reason why is when our kids were growing up, we often didn't have a big budget to do a big fancy party and huge amounts of gifts for them. But something I did for my kids from the time they were very small was I said, okay, on your birthday, um, tell me what you want for to eat that day. And I would usually let them pick breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they were kind of the king or queen of the day for the, you know, the menu. And um, so, you know, it's my fault. I I kind of. (laughs) The only problem with that is that Nathan and Catherine have birthdays within uh, five days of each other. I think it's six, but yeah. No, it's five. He's on the 25th. She's the 30th. 30th, Yeah. So that's five days. And because of that, when they were growing up, um, we did birthday parties for friends, you know every other year for them and then their off year then they we would just have a family dinner maybe invite the grandparents and just have a family dinner because it was just too much money and stress (laughs) to have two kid parties in one week well that's because only one of us was was working at a paying job yeah we were single income, and you were working all the time. Yeah. And so it was too much stress for me to do two big parties and too much expense to do two so big. So we alternated them. So, yeah, I you know, and I think that that's fine because I know some people that they decided they were only going to give their kids a friend party every, like, five or six years um, because it, it is work and expense. And so we just we just said, okay, every other year and... It worked. It worked. Yeah. So this year is going to be fun. So we should. But we we always made their birthday special somehow. 
Yeah, so it Some should be. Some kind of special dinner and dessert. Should be good. Yeah, so, and I think he wanted, um, he's going to have Rice Krispie treats for dessert instead of cake. I know that sounds funny because you love cake. I our, do love cake. Our kids haven't really liked cake that much, so sometimes they'd like want anybody cares if like I love cake, cake or, or pie or yeah Rice Krispies yeah. treats. So yeah, and I'm sure everyone's thrilled about the way we celebrate birthdays at our family. And um, maybe we should go on to our subject. <laughs> well, we had a really cool thing uh, for this this uh, this subject, and we'll be right back to introduce it uh we have an interview today with our friends from arizona uh, brian and jamie dunn who are going to talk to us about uh living a healthier life in 2012 so stick around that was the scene in california's mojave desert five years ago our historic first view of the newcomer's ship theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment but they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alien Nation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. As soon as you get back to work, you have to listen to it. You will really dig their podcast. Uh, Kenny um, Kenny and uh, his brother do just an awesome job together. You'll really like it. Yeah, I I remember watching that show with you. Yeah. Spotted People and Sour Milk. Spotted People and Sour Milk. Yes, I remember that. Yep, they did lots mm. of things different than we do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't probably, yeah, it probably wasn't my favorite show, but I watched it with you. Yeah, it's very cool. Well, you'll yeah. like the podcast because it's really, really good. Okay. Okay, so let's get into our subject. Um we have no all oh, I've known Brian for many years through the Treks and Sci-Fi Forum. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian amazed me one day when I was reading his profile and read that he runs marathons and triathlons and stuff like that. And uh, got to know him a little bit more and realized that he was very athletic and and uh, very competitive and goes to all these big competitions and does really well in them. Uh, he's very physically fit, eats well, uh, eats the right kind of foods, I should say. And uh, and then I found out that his wife also um, does different uh, contests and and uh, runs competitively, com- competitively, and is also living a very healthy lifestyle. What I thought would be fun was to interview them and talk to them a little bit about why they made those choices, what they do, and maybe some practical tips. For us all on how to live healthier. Yeah, and we had a good time. Talking we did. To we them. had a great time talking to them, and I was, in fact, I was fascinated. I really enjoyed talking with them, and now you get to hear the interview. We'll be back at the end to to introduce next week, and talk to you a little bit more. So stick around and enjoy this interview with Brian and Jamie Dunn on Taking with You. I'm in here to save me now. 
Well, with us today on the program, somebody that we've wanted to have on for quite some time now is our friends from Arizona, Brian and Jamie. Hi, Brian and Jamie. Hi, Rick. Hello. Hi, Amy. Hi. We were sitting at lunch the other day talking about who we wanted to have on the program this year, and your guys' names came up because you have uh, such a, an, an awesome lifestyle that we wanted to talk about it a little bit on the program because I think a lot of people might be very inspired by you two. So it's, it, it's not all roses and cream. <laughs> well, I know it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, but... I, I didn't realize I had an awesome lifestyle. Yeah, it, it, it involves a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and dirty laundry. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it does. But the you know anything worth something in life takes a lot of hard work, and I, I've been watching you two for quite some time and enjoying all the different things that I hear about you and the things that I read and the pictures that I see. And so it was just kind of a no-brainer when we were sitting at lunch. We said, well, we really want to talk to them about this. Now, nobody's going to understand what I'm talking about until now. And, and here it is. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and your passion in life, because I know you both have, uh, have a lot of really cool things that you love to do. But in particular, um, you know what I'm fishing for. So here we go. Well, a couple back uh, about six seven years ago, um, you know, I, I I came from an athletic family. Um, my my dad was very athletic. My mother was a uh, a world record holder in the Ironman triathlon back in the nineteen eighties. That's an event that consists of a two point four mile swim, one hundred twelve mile bike ride, and a twenty six point two mile marathon run, all done on the same day consecutively. Wow. Um, so she was involved in this sport. She's also a marathon runner for, for years. She got involved in all this after having a near fatal skiing accident in 1972. So she was sort of like a, the local town celebrity. A lot of people knew about her story and how she overcame a lot of adversity to become an athlete. Uh, growing up, like I said, I, I was always involved in sports. Um, and uh, during my uh, 20s, I got into running. And then in my uh, mid-30s, I decided to try triathlon and became very competitive at it and had the opportunity to compete at the World Championships uh, for the Ironman twice uh, since 2007. And uh, it just became a big part of of my life. It became a big part of of my identity and uh, of of who I am. And uh, it has obviously a lot of ancillary benefits for health and wellness. And it has uh, has some costs in terms of time, um, stress, uh, I think, Jamie and I found it very difficult when I first started doing this. We didn't realize how much time it would take to be as competitive as I wanted to try and be. But uh, you know, fortunately, I've I've put in a lot of hard work and I've had I've had a lot of great results, and it's become something that's very meaningful to me. Not so much the racing and the accolades, but just really the the lifestyle and the the consistency of every day having a physical activity that I go out and do, and I, I really do enjoy that a lot. Um, but but you like the accolades. The accolades aren't so bad. <laughs> it's validation for all the training you do. Yeah, I guess it is a little bit. That's very true. Um, but uh, honey, what, I mean, what was what was your background? Well, um, mine was actually quite different from Brian's. I didn't come from an athletic family. I wasn't really athletic uh, growing up. Um, I used to be a baton twirler. <laughs> but um, no, when I moved out, we moved out to Arizona. Um, we got married. Brian was always a runner, and, 
and I guess for me it's uh, when you ask about passion it's it's not necessarily about the training but it's it's more about completing something that I never thought I'd be able to do it's like I feel like I've lived a lot of my life in fear and afraid of doing things just because I didn't think I was strong enough mentally or physically and now I'm starting to enter these events um, and work hard just so I can complete them and, and have that sense of accomplishment that you know I, I am strong um, physically and mentally so um, you know it, it may not be graceful but I, I like you know I like challenging myself in in crazy kind of ways and that goes from anything that we do in terms of athletics to things we do in our lifestyle like the adventures were were always going on so um, yeah it's that that's how I feel about it. That's fantastic. Now, I have a question for you, Jamie. Now, when did you, I mean, you said there was a time when you didn't think that you could do these things, and now you're doing them. Was mm -hmm. was it, Were you prompted by Brian, or was it something that happened inside now, of you? I think, well, if, at first, I had always had that, this feeling inside me that I just couldn't do anything. I just, it just it wasn't possible. I was, I, was, I was too weak. I was too scared. I have a million fears. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of of dark spaces, I'm afraid of water, I'm afraid of everything. And um, you know, one day a girlfriend came to me, uh, like this was like five, only like five or six years ago, and she wanted to do an 8K race, which is five miles. And I thought, okay, I could train, I could maybe do that. So I would, I'd run a mile, and me running a mile was like a really big deal. And one day I ran two miles, and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just ran two miles. And it, it happened really easily. I remember that day I came home and I was, I was over the top excited and proud of myself because I was able to run two miles. And it was then I started realizing that, oh, it's just one more step. I could just take one more step. I could just do one more of this. And eventually over five years that, that, you know, built up to the point where, you know, I could do a marathon and I could not, not only, you know, regard, forget the athletics, you could do things like, you could, I could bungee jump. I could jump out of a plane. I could, you know, I kept on finding all these crazy things to challenge me, thinking that it would maybe overcome some fears or make me stronger in some way that, that I was looking to do. Right. That's it, you know, to, to, to follow up on that, Rick, I think it's, I think it's so important, especially for couples, that it was, it was so much more impactful and important that Jamie come to this on her own. I, she did, just doing what I do makes no sense. And, and I don't think there'd be any, any longevity for a couple that just says, well, if my, my spouse is doing it, well, then I should just, you know, do it as well. But Jamie found her own goals, her own desires, her own personal things that she wanted to accomplish that have nothing to do with me. And, and, and I think that is very, very important and one of the reasons why we work well having this lifestyle because it does take a lot of time for me to do my training for the events that I like to do and for Jamie to do the things that she wants to do. Um, and I think it'd be, it'd be more, much more difficult if she was just doing it because I was doing it. I, I wouldn't enjoy it if, if I was just doing it because I thought you'd want me to do it or I, I need to do it for approval. myself. Well, right? It wouldn't last. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have to be passion, passionate about what you're doing and um, you know, some of the things that I do, I mean, Brian, Brian chooses not to do, and he thinks they're crazy, but there's, there's <laughs> something about, you know, participating in, in, in events and, and even doing certain adventure activities that I sign up for that I'm terrified of. And I'll cry all morning until I get there and, and have to actually go through the physical motion. But Brian knows me well enough now that I've, I've chickened out of a couple things that I said I was going to do. Um, <laughs> and now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to chicken out. I'm just going to, 
I'm going to do it because I know I'll feel awful if I, if I don't do it. So it's, it's just, it's overcoming fears. And I think one day, you know, Brian does Ironman and I, I, I've done a half Ironman, which was a big accomplishment, but in the back of my head, you know, I, I don't want to do Ironman for the training. I don't want to do it for, you know, the health benefits or, or anything like that. I just want to do it to, to have that accomplishment. To say, so, you did, I did but that. But in order to get there, you have to do all this work and all this training. And I'm thinking, okay, if I just take it day by day and, like I said, one step in front of the other, I can do it. But I have to compartmentalize everything. Um, I can't think about like the end goal for something like that, but I think one day I'll get to I'll get to doing an Ironman. Yeah, you should see what she did yesterday. I'll post some pictures up, uh, some videos up on the Trex and Sci-Fi forum. But Jamie competed in an event called the Tough Mudder, and it was it's basically a, a 12 mile race with obstacles every mile. It was designed by a guy who was British uh, Army Special Forces, so basically it involved crawling through mud, climbing over walls. Um, yeah. Crawling under wires with electricity running through them. Oh my. It, was, it was insane what she did, but she did this, and I knew there were parts of it that were going to scare the crap out of her. And there were. And there were, <laughs> but you know, jumping off a twelve foot plank into a into a pool of free, freezing cold water. Oh. I mean, oh, it was very man. very intense and hardcore. And uh, but she did it. It was one of those things where I said signing up and going into it, I was like, I could just walk around these obstacles that I'm terrified of. And by the way, it was like half the obstacles. But I'm like, it's okay, at least I'm there, I'm trying, and I, if I'm too scared, I'll just walk around. And in the back of my head, I'm like, oh God, I just really wanna, I wanna finish each one. I wanna finish, I wanna cross that finish line and say, I did every obstacle. Right. And you know, even though there were a couple that I got to and I just stood there for five minutes contemplating and the tears were forming and I didn't know what was going to happen. And I just was like, you know, there, there's a lot of people around you and they're, they're cheering. And it was just one of those things. Just take the next step. Go, go. Okay. Climb the, the one more step on the ladder. Climb one more step now. And, and that's the way I kind of approached all the obstacles that I was terrified of. And, and it worked out and I finished. So yeah, wow, it, was, it was really great. good. Well, congratulations. <laughs> and wow. you know, okay. So six years ago, Jamie, you probably would have never thought you'd be doing this stuff. Oh God, no! I was on the couch. I was I was a couch potato. I I had no interest in running, athletics. It wasn't it wasn't part of my lifestyle. It wasn't part of part of anything. But I realized that athletics um, and training, you know, doing the training made me physically strong. I started feel I started feeling stronger mentally, yeah. and then that carried over into other <coughs> other areas of my life. I think like like even I'd say as far as our relationship, as far as um, my professional life, mm -hmm. um, I start feeling like. I can confident. Act, what? More confident. Uh, yeah, I feel more confident. I feel like I can actually do things. And, and I like I said, I've lived my whole life not being that person, just just right. being like a really, like what I think is like a weak person. So this has been a really great experience for you then. Yes, it has. <laughs> well, you know, and here's what I love about what you guys are saying because, and it leads right into the next question, and that is, um, I love how you're saying you got to take it one step at a time. If you looked at the whole the whole of it, it would be too overwhelming. Exactly. Yeah, and I, and I think true. there's a lot of people out listening to us right now that are just overwhelmed with life. They, they're not feeling good. They're out of shape, all these different things. And, and, but hearing somebody say, you know, I used to be, you know, I didn't, wasn't athletic at all. I didn't, you know, hearing that really probably is encouraging some people because you, if you do take it one step at a time, um, it's a lot easier to go one step at a time than it is to do the whole marathon at once. Right. If you're if you're thinking, you know, if you're sitting at home and you're thinking, gosh, I want to, if we're, we're talking health and fitness, I want to lose 50 pounds. Well, you, you sit there and it's like 50 pounds. Oh my gosh, that's like, that's, it's just too overwhelming. What you should say is, 
I'm going to take a walk around the block. Then tomorrow I'm going to walk around the block twice. And then maybe I'll do a little jog for 10 feet. I mean, literally, it's just about taking one step day by day and maybe adding a little bit on to the next day right. and then making and incorporating that into a lifestyle so that if a day comes where you're, you're not, you, you, you didn't walk, you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I should, I wanted to walk. I didn't get my walk and I didn't get my run in, you know, that now, now it's changed your lifestyle. Um, it's not, it's, it, and it hasn't become like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a chore. Like a chore. Exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's something it, you it's, like to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or it, even if it's, even if it becomes habitual, even if it becomes routine, and you, you take comfort within that new routine, because that tends to be you know the, one of the biggest barriers of entry I see with people who come up to me at work or in my life who want to be healthier, be more fit, and obviously I, I get a lot of questions from people uh, sure. along those lines. Is that it's really, it really comes down to and this? This especially applies to diet. It comes down to a choice every day. You you have some choices you can make. And you can make a good choice or you can make a bad choice. We know what a good choice is and a bad choice is. We tend, though, to resort to the easiest, what we perceive as the easiest choice, but that might not always be the case. It might be easier to stop at a McDonald's and grab something to eat. However, that's not a very good choice. It might take another five, 10 minutes. It may cost a few more dollars to stop, and get some, stop at a supermarket, get some fresh produce or vegetables or something and have that. Uh, but it's a better choice, and it's a better choice for your life. It, once you get into making those decisions differently and having a different mindset about it, that's when you find yourself freeing yourself from those unhealthy habits and moving down a road that makes you feel much more satisfied and much more healthy in terms of both your diet, your exercise, your activity level. And then it has a positive impact on your entire life. So, so I guess what I'm hearing you say then is if somebody, if somebody said, okay, now I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start by, by just – making better choices in this particular area, maybe in eating better. Um, if they just take it one step at a time, eventually that turns around and you start making some really good choices and long-term it's way better for you. Exactly. It is. Yeah. I mean, and maybe Jamie can actually sort of talk to this a little bit because when we've got married, um, certainly from a standpoint of diet, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm 10 years older than Jamie and I got to a point in my life where I realized I just could not eat what I used to eat in my twenties. I just, I just had to stop and I had to make some better choices and I also was becoming more athletic at that time. Jamie though, when we got married, was still in her 20s and had a very, very different feeling about it because she could eat whatever, she never gained any weight. Right. Um, so I mean, how, how, did, how, did, how, did, you know, how did you start to make those different choices? I, you know, I, I think part of it has to do with just, I mean, there's two of us in the relationship and if one of us isn't going to eat a certain food, of course, you know, I want to make sure that we're both having a, a good dinner. And at the end of the day, I know that Brian's choices were going to be a lot better than mine. And as it turns out, you know, we, I, I think we get very creative in, in the meals that we make. And I, I much rather finish a dinner and feel good about what I ate um, because it's healthy. And okay, so maybe it doesn't taste as great as like, you know, something from McDonald's, like chicken yeah. McNuggets. Yeah, no, we, but, I mean, it tastes yeah. great. There's no doubt about it. But, yeah. Always, whenever I would eat something like that, no matter where it's from, what it is that I knew was was unhealthy, I got to the point where I felt bad afterwards. I just mentally, right. it wasn't physically. I was just like, ah, oh, I'm like, oh, why did I eat that? I didn't have to eat that. That was that was that was kind of. And then after after you you do that for you know a while, it's just like, well, I don't even want to make that choice because I know I'm going to feel like like I shouldn't have, and I just feel guilty afterwards. So right. then you just start you start eating healthier, and then 
it's it's really not that hard to find good tasting healthy foods and and make make stuff from fresh produce. I mean, I think it's a just an issue of typing oh, in an typing in an ingredient on the internet and like a million recipes come up and you can search the ones that are are more healthy. You can search it by yeah. by you know any dimension oh. and and it's it's really great. So it's become it's become I think it's become kind of easy to 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 eat healthy creatively. I think it's more of an issue of time and convenience because and, cost. and well maybe cost but um, there's there's ways to get around yeah. that. We found we, which we, which even even we've learned recently of ways that we can cut back on our produce bill by uh -huh. tenfold. I mean, we do a thing Using called farmers markets mm -hmm, and we do a thing called bountiful baskets. Uh -huh. Um and they give uh for $15 they give you uh I mean, I don't know how much produce we get every That's week. Fine. It's it's unbelievable. Probably $50 worth of grocery store produce. It's all local, it's all sustainable, it's all organic. And you can get it anywhere in the West Coast. It's just bountifulbaskets.org. You sign up for it and then It's a co-op. Yeah, it's a co-op. It's not. It's not like a store. And it's, oh, that's cool. I mean, doing stuff like that has really and and also doing doing things like bountiful baskets. If you always get stuff, you always get something in your basket that maybe you are unfamiliar with or you haven't seen before. Like what vegetable is that? Like kale. Yeah, I mean kale. So what do you do with kale? Well, I, I typed in kale online and I found kale chips. Oh, I love chips. So. Bake them in the oven for for two fifty with a little salt and oil, and they were wonderful. It's like we we started being creative with the things that we were getting through through the baskets. I love mm -hmm. I love what you're saying right now because our listening audience are all people that obviously use the computer, and and people that can look up stuff like that. And and why not use a tool like the internet to find great recipes and to look for different it's, things. It's, and they're all free. I mean, it's just it's on it's on the internet. Brian, you, that's what you do. He, yeah. He'll find an ingredient. He'll say, oh, you know, salmon. He'll type in salmon. He'll come up with a recipe. And you know, he does our weeknight dinners, and I tend to cook on the weekends because he's he's home a little bit earlier from work. But um, he comes up with some some really great easy dinners, and they're all really healthy. Well, so. whenever he posts on the on the forum or anywhere about what he's eating, we're, I'm always drooling because it sounds great. <laughs> but it's so it's so easy to to do. Yeah, it's, it, it's it can really be. But again, it, it 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 becomes a choice, and it becomes you know a habit, and it's uh, it it can be more challenging. There's no doubt about it. That from the standpoint of of cost and of availability and of Taste preference, it, it does take a little getting used to. The, the, you're not your your body's your body's always going to want salty and sweet because right. sal salty and sweet are things that we are not genetically predisposed to be able to get access to. When we do, our bodies go into this hyper aware state of oh my gosh, we're we're having something very special that we need to really really enjoy and that's why in our bodies our bodies respond to it a certain way and our brains respond to it a certain way but, but i don't i don't deny myself the salty and the sweet oh yeah i i always maybe like once in a while i'll buy a you know a pack of candy or i'll buy you know a, a chocolate bar or, or something because i think you know i'm I want to live my life. I don't want to be a right. slave to my nutrition. And I think, okay, yeah, maybe the chocolate bar isn't isn't very good for me. But you know, one chocolate bar, you know, once every two months isn't going to kill me. It's not going right. to be a big it's, deal. And it's, same with like potato chips. I love right. potato chips, but right. I'll baby buy a bag once once a month, and I'll I'll love them for the month, and then uh, <laughs> the next month I won't buy the bag. You know, right. so yeah. it's just everything. You know, it, it, stuff like that. I know you have to. We just have a well, moderation. This is, but this is where but, the exercise. 
we don't, I don't deny myself that stuff. Right, I, I refuse right. to because I, I figure I also, I train a lot and I, I, you know, I exercise a lot. So I'm right. allowed to. You can have so, something like that once yeah. in a while, right? Yeah. Incorporating, having, you know, it has to be a twofold approach. It cannot all be, the problem I think with a lot, and especially with Americans and, and our issues with weight in America is that everyone wants to just let it, just have it be, let the diet be the answer or everyone wants to let just be the exercising be the answer the reality is, is that it's just a combination of the two mm -hmm. um one can, one cannot really succeed without the other you can that's why fad diets like atkins or south beach and all these things they have short some short-term benefits because you're basically sending your body into a form of shock where you deny a carbohydrate for example and of course you're going to lose some weight but it's not sustainable what's yeah. sustainable is eating a balanced healthy diet of whole foods not shopping, not buying things in packages or cans that are pre-made, that, that have been processed, and then combining that with a healthier lifestyle of being mobile, you know, just not being right. so sedentary. Right. That's, the, that's all you have to do. You don't need to pay Atkins or South Beach or, any, or Jenny Craig or anyone to create meals. You, we know what's good. We know what's bad. And we just have to incorporate those meals into our lives. And we need to get up off the couch and, and, make, and make time for exercise. When it comes to exercise, I can't even tell you how many people in my office tell me, oh, I don't have time to go for a half hour walk. And I look at them, I'm like, well, somehow I managed to, to do a 60 mile bike ride this afternoon or a, you know, and a six mile run. I just choose to make the time. It's a, don't tell me that, no one could say to me, I don't, I, I can't, I'm too busy. Right. Nobody, everyone, everyone's busy. It's a how we, how we allocate our time. Well, and we all have the same amount of time. Yeah, and it, you just you simply—it's not you're too busy. You're just choosing not to make the time for it. Well, and, and most people that say they don't have the time, def, well, they'll 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 watch a TV program in the evening. Well, if you got time to do that, right? Yeah, there's plenty of time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know very few people that are so profoundly busy that exercise uh, or making healthy uh, food choice is completely beyond their abilities to do. Well, I it's know. An excuse. Uh, and I also know that uh, once you once you take those baby steps and you start working towards it, the benefits later on are really w great. And then you don't have to. Um, I, it's not as hard later on down the road. I know that sounds kind of weird. Oh, it might be for you because you're training for you know triathlons and stuff. But for most of us, we're not going to do that type of thing. But but uh, once you get better fit, it's much easier. Then uh, the lifestyle becomes a lot easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you're not carrying around so much of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, very, very cool. Amy? Um, boy, okay. I Did we already talk about, we talked about how a normal person or non-athletic person could get started? Yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah, well, that's what the whole conversation was just. <laughs> okay. Are you, have, you been, have you been playing well, words with friends? No, I haven't. Amy's playing words with friends. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you would be proud of that I have been checking my Facebook and doing words with friends while I've been on my exercise bike. So oh, there you go. So there I you go. Multitasking. <laughs> well, I know what she was supposed to be asking, and that is, okay. does it does it really matter how old how you are? How old you are? Okay, that's where we were. What 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 do you say? I mean, if there's people out there and they're they're in their fifties and they're like, oh, I'm not going to do anything, or maybe they're in their twenties or or whatever age, can you be too old to do this? I don't think so. No, I, I don't care if you're 90. It's not too old to, no. you know, walk across your living room, you know, twice. <laughs> or it, you know, it's, I don't think age really matters more, more than anything. I, I don't know if you know a lot about Brian's mom, but, you know, she didn't start her um, 
athletic career until she was 40? until she was 40 and that was after a, a serious ski accident where she basically broke broke every bone in her body and was in a full body cast for a year wow and she went on so so 40 still young but but having undergone that that amount of trauma and then going on to you know they said she would never walk again and then her proving all the doctors wrong getting up and and she was never a runner and she's like okay why well, go out and maybe walk a little bit and then wow. the walk turned into a run and then all of a sudden she's an ironman world champion i mean at 40 she was 40 yeah, she's in her early 40s when she did her first ironman back in the 80s so. right now i know i know there might be like okay well it's in brian's genes because it was in her genes and this is how they're, they're predisposed but you know, yeah, that 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 argument can hold true for a little bit, but at the same time, she had this terrible accident. I mean, she was in a full body cast for a year. Yeah. So so it's about it's about willpower, and it's just about you know, like I said, just taking it one day at a time. And and she never set set out to do do an Ironman when when she first started. She set out to be able to walk. She set out to be able to maybe go for a, a jog around the block. You know, so so you can. I I don't think there's that. Age shouldn't be a deterrent for anybody. Not at all. Okay. In fact, if in fact the old the older I would say you are, the more important it is. And 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 you know you're at a probably you're likely at a point in your life where things are more settled and doing stuff like that might be a little bit more attainable. And you know our emotional maturity and and uh, changes. And I think that that it's it certainly is not is is not you know prohibitively difficult for someone who is in their even in their fifties or in their sixties or whatever to to start making those choices and doing something healthy and, 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 have, and, and reap the benefits. Right. Very, very cool. All right. Here's, here's a great question. What do you think, as a couple, your healthiest habit is? As a couple? Uh-huh. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, I think just in general, I, I, you know, the exercising that we do, you're right, is, it, it's, it's, it's at a level, it's, it's, it's a bit extreme, and, and we, we both acknowledge that. Most people don't need to do what we do. But I would say that at the end of the day, I think, the health, our, I think our diet is, as a couple is a choice that we make that's probably the most healthy for us as far as our physicality. Um, as far as our mental health as a couple, <laughs> that's where the exercise actually I do think has a lot of benefits because... Mm-hmm. It's a great stress reliever. I mean, it's something mm-hmm. that Jamie and I, when we do, you know, it, it's very tough for Jamie and I to, to, to have a tremendous amount of upset with each other in the evening when we're both so darn tired. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, whatever you want. It's that's, like, that's actually very true. I never thought about it that way. But yeah, we're, we're usually just too tired to even to get, have to a get, confrontation. Yeah, to get, to get upset over the little things. So. Yeah, I don't care. I'm just too tired. <laughs> that's so there's benefits there. That's good. Uh, how, okay, now other benefits of, of living a healthy lifestyle. Brian, what is it like? Now, we've heard what Jamie feels like when she finishes something and there's that accomplishment. What do you feel like when you, when you come in and you, you cross that finish line? What goes through your head? You know, it's... It, for me, the even though Jamie correctly points out that, that the racing is a validation of the training, I, I often tell people, and I, and I mean this sincerely, that if you told me today that I could never do another race where I had the opportunity to cross that finish line and receive the personal satisfaction as well as the accolades for, for having done the, done the event, I would still go out and swim, bike, run every week. Yes, he would. So for me... My athletic endeavors are really not about the racing. I, I I actually find the racing kind of stressful, and to be to to, you know, to so I don't do it as often as a lot of other people do. 
Um, however, having said that, to, answer, to really address what you're, what you're asking me, how do I feel? Boy, it, it, I remember, I'll never forget the feeling of finishing my first Ironman. When I, when I came around the corner um, into the finishing shoot, knowing that I had, had done not only the race, but I had done it at a level that I never thought possible, that I had qualified for the, for the world championship race in Kona, Hawaii later that year. Um, it's an amazing feeling of satisfaction and pride but not, but not, but, but I also keep it in perspective. At the end of the day, whether I finished, you know, as well as I did at any of these races I do or not, Jamie still loves me. My dog still loves me. My mom still loves me. My family still loves me. At the end of the day, they really don't care about my race results. They just care about me and they love me. Right. So it's an incredibly satisfying feeling to, of, and sense of accomplishment. But I think that's about it. I don't think it really goes beyond that. As far as where, where I get the most satisfaction and feel the most pride in what I'm doing as a, as a person and even, and even feel the most spiritual doing is when I'm out there on the bike like I was this morning, I had a 60-mile bike ride and I was in the middle of nowhere, completely alone, in nature. And it's, it's a very it's – a, it's a wonderful feeling. And I get – as much satisfaction from that as I do crossing a finish line, getting a finisher medal. That's cool. That's very, yeah, very cool. That That's a good transition into our next question. Um, just like you were talking about spiritually, when you're out on your runs and you're out in nature, you feel close to God. Um, where does God fit in both your lives? Um, I'll just comment real quick because I could identify with what you were saying um, about being out in nature because I love gardening and hiking and I feel very close to God there but um, you're very busy with work and with with training where does God fit in? I'll answer first um, because I think my, my response might be a little bit more brief than Jamie's but I didn't grow up in a particularly strong um, Christian family in terms of practicing uh, I can I can recall as as a very young boy going to church in Sunday school or going to Sunday school when my when my parents were were in were in mass. But I can remember that for a couple of years and then it sort of petered out. Um, growing up, uh, religion was not a big part of our lives at all. Um, we were definitely not practicing uh, Christians. Um, I grew up sort of kind of in a not a, I guess a Presbyterian or Episcopalian kind of a church, but. Um, so it, it would never was a big part of, of my, my life. So, um, and, and for me, you know, like I said, when I, when I am out there and I am in, you know, in nature, I do feel very spiritual. I am very thankful and I do believe, I do believe in God and it, uh, I, and I, and I have to say, I, I wish, I wish maybe there was, more, I could, I could have more of that in my life. Um, although I do when I am, like I said, when I am out there and feeling these ways, it is very it's a very freeing feeling, and I really do enjoy that. Um, but again, it's just—it's it, something I think that needs. To sh I, I want it to be a bigger part of my life at some point. It just isn't right now, but maybe that will change. It—it it, it, it absolutely will change because I think, um, you know, we're we're you know thinking about trying to have children, and I would want my children to be raised in that type of environment. So, um, you know, I don't know how how we're going to figure out it, like what type of organized religion that we're going to look at doing or whether that's something we want to do. But I know it's, it's, it's absolutely something that's important to me because I, I grew up uh, Roman Catholic and I went to Catholic school my whole life and I was, you know, I was in the church choir and I was, 
you know, I was raised very, in a very religious household. And then I think when, you know, as I got older, I, I stopped going to church just because, um, you know, I don't want to say it's like um, I was too busy and it was a time thing. I just didn't feel the connection mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. by going into the church any longer. I felt more of a connection, um, you know, reading. Well, like, okay, being out in nature. Mm -hmm. um, similar to Amy, when I'm out on my mountain bike, um, so I'm getting my exercise at the same time, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm in the middle of nature and I'm just looking around and I, I feel a sense of peace and I feel a sense of, you know, at one with myself, at, at one with God. And it's just, it, it's, it's, it's so, I, I just love those types of moments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, if we, if we have children, I, I, I want to expose them, maybe not to the extent that I was exposed, um, but it would have to, it, it, it's an important part. It was an important part of my life. It still is. I think it, it's made me who I am today. Um, and I, I often, you know, I, I feel a sense of, I'm not, I'm not very, I'm not articulating this very well because it's hard for me to, to put to words how I feel, but, um, I, I just, it, it makes me feel at peace. It makes me feel that I, you know, I want to be a better person. I try to be a good person because I have that spiritual backing uh -huh. and I have that, I have the belief and I, I have the desire to, to, to do good. So I, I often look around for, you know, I, I, I read books of people that inspire me that are, um, you know, uh, religious. I don't know if that's the right word, but very religious, very spiritual, Christian yeah. and spiritual. Sure, sure. Um, I listen to podcasts <laughs> of, the, of the same nature. So, right. um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's important to me now, even though I'm not, we're not attending like an organized church. Right. Um, right. but like I said, Brian and I, we, we often have discussions about this. We try to be really, really good people in our lives and good to others. And, um, you know, I think that that's where it is right now. When we have kids, it, it's going to have, it, it will be a bigger part because I need it to be organized for them somehow so that they get the foundation that I had because that's right, important. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, Brian didn't really have a foundation and I, not that I think he, he's missing out on, on something, but in a way, oh, I do. I it, think so. it, it's just, yeah. it's so important to me. So yes. you have to, and whether that's, you know, I send them to church with grandma once a week and they, they go to maybe Catholic, I don't know if it's, if, if it's Catholicism that I'm looking for, for them, but it mm -hmm. has to be something that I know that they can hold on to later in life. Yeah, it's it's funny because with Amy and I, I did not grow up in any type of, of religious upbringing at all. And Amy did since well, she I, was born. So, I think my microphone's off. No, you're on. Right no, we hear you. Oh, okay. Well, I think he was christened as a baby, and then that was it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I think they drug me to church when I was like in diapers and threw some water and, on me, and that was that. And then maybe went to Sunday school with a neighbor... Um, a couple of times. A couple of yeah. times, and that was his religious training growing up. But that's. Th but then mine was similar to Jamie's, where I went to church nine months before I was born, and and you know, just, you you know, several right? times a week. <laughs> no, she she just they were like founding members of their church. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. they're just good salt of the earth farmers, you know. I married a Baptist girl. Very, <laughs> you know, very religiously sound and and you know very dedicated to um, their faith. And we got married in the church. church that she grew up in. Yeah, that's so cool. We yeah. went to Christmas Eve service there just this last yeah. Christmas. So wow. you know, and it's nice having a strong family um, connection. And, and, and for and for me, I I didn't um, I didn't really have anything like that. So when we, like you guys were talking about, when we had kids, we we. Um, we basically just drug them. I mean, they were probably in church as as I was a pastor too. They were in church more 
than most kids would be. And so I'm not sure if it was good for them or not. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's good for them in the long run. In the long like, run, I mean, yes, there were, yes. Even though I was, I was raised Roman Catholic, I had a, a, one of my very best friends growing up. She was of um, like a Christian denomination, but the church was completely different. And I used to go to her church as well. So I would go to my church on Saturday nights, and I'd go to her church on Sunday, Sunday mornings, mornings for like yeah. three hours. And I just remember like... I, I, I loved everyone in our church and I loved everything that was being said and what they were teaching and, and, and what was going on. And, you know, in, in my life outside of, of, of church and, and outside of that, when I was having problems with maybe my family or my school, I didn't have the best um, home life, uh-huh. but I always turned to that and, and I always prayed and I always, I always looked towards that to get me through those times. And that was as a kid, like even as a kid, I knew right. that 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 was going to help me get through the tough times. So yeah. now as an adult, I can I turn to that as well because I knew it helped me when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I that's that's a really good point. And I, I think that, well, that's kind of some, some of the things that we talk a lot about on this podcast is uh, when we talk about the spiritual things, we're not necessarily talking about attendance at church, even though I think that enhances you know your relationship with God, but I think it's it's a much deeper thing than going to church. And like you right. say, it, it's not. I don't think churches. That's why I feel bad. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, we you know we don't go to church anymore. We should, but it doesn't. I don't know that it's going to make us a better person. I think what what, what we're doing in our lives and what we believe and and yeah. our our own spirituality yes. and and our own you know desire to be good. I think that's more important. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree with you because I, I I think in the long run. When we stand before God, we're not going to be asked what church we went to. We're, it's going to be more. Did you what have it, a relationship yeah, with me? Did and, you and how did you me? treat people? And, <laughs> right. you know. and if he's asking that question, you know what? What's the right? What what would have been the right church? Maybe I was going to the wrong one. All well, these yeah, years. it's like oh no, <laughs> we're in trouble. Oh no no no! You, you, you're supposed to go to this one. <laughs> Don't be shocked if they hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, well, um, you guys are just awesome to talk to, and we we feel like we've been your friends forever. Isn't that funny? Uh, we really appreciate that. I, you know, I, Rick, you know, you and I go back a number of years now, and um, you know, I I feel very close to you and really cherish our relationship and uh, I also really enjoy the podcast and it, it means a lot to me. It's it's something that I listen to when I'm out there. I mean in fact I, I can't tell you how many times Brian's come home and he, he's, you know, told me all about the podcast. And <laughs> he actually, you know, he tries to be a better person because of you. So I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I try to think about about how how just how generous both you and Amy and how kind you guys are. And you know, um, I don't know, Jamie and I can, Jamie and I, I don't know if it's an only child syndrome kind of thing, because we both grew up sort of on our own, but um, we can just be very direct, very blunt, and uh, sometimes that can be a little rough on other people, and so it's, it's sometimes we both need to, and we can be rough on each other. Um, well, I think we're being honest. I know, but, but, but sometimes honest, but sometimes being honest and, and, and being unkind can be, can be hand in hand. It, it, I just, like I said, I, I, I look at a lot of, of what you advocate and talk about on the, on, on the program and the way you live your life as very admirable and something that we know, aspire we, to. Right. Well, we aspire to. We want to emulate that. That, that is very humbling because we make lots of mistakes. <laughs> and, and we have a lot we can learn from you, too. In fact, we, I've learned a whole bunch from you today. This has been a great conversation. I, I'm curious to look up that Bountiful baskets. Bountiful baskets. Yeah, that's so, fantastic. I wonder if they deliver to the Northwest. They, <laughs> they, they, they do. They they do. I'm not sure. They they deliver in most Western states, 
and in most uh, most areas. So just go onto their website, um, see if they're in your state, and then see if they're in your region. Most likely, they probably are. And they have drop-off. I mean, they points. have they have like just in just in Phoenix, I think they wow. have thirty drop-off points wow. over. Wow. So so yeah, I mean, get it, becoming part of that. It's it's a home run in terms of the the financial aspect because you're getting a ton of produce for you know, a, a quarter of the price you'd pay in the store. Yeah. Um, and it's all local. It's, it's... Yeah, they're doing all the right yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you guys work very hard. You you exercise, you eat right, you you, you enjoy times when you get to enjoy it. But what what's, besides exercise and, and your healthy lifestyle, do you have any favorite hobbies? Well, you know, you know that I build models and do stuff like that. But I, I'd have to say that as a couple, I think the thing that we enjoy doing the most is going on trips with our dogs. Yeah, uh, I. Yes. You know what? When I have any, so, so we, you know, I work full time, and you know, when I'm not doing the training on the side, I, I also do gymnastics because I, I just always thought that was the coolest sport I'd ever seen on television. <laughs> That's cool. When I was little, I'm, you know, we didn't, we never had the money to to put me in something like that. So when I got, when I moved to Arizona, I was like. I want a trampoline and I got a trampoline and I, but I didn't know how to do anything on it. Right. So I was like, let me see if maybe some coach will be willing to teach me how to do a flip. You know, I'm like a 30 year old person. <laughs> so sure enough, I found a gymnastics place that had adult classes. And, um, so, so, you know, doing that is, is a passion of mine, but I would say with any other time we have available, at least for me, I, I spend a lot of it with my dogs. <laughs> That's cool. I, I love taking the dogs places. I, I take them on walks. We go to the fields. We go to a special store that sells like homemade dog treats. And, right. Well, um, so yeah, I mean, we just well, we plan we we plan the the vast majority of our vacations and our trips to areas where we can be in the mountains, um, in a cabin with our dogs. Yeah. And, and that is there's nothing better in the world. Yeah. It, <laughs> it is awesome. Because, and I love your pictures because you always have pictures of you guys with your dogs. <laughs> We're going to Durango, Colorado in uh, what, July? Yeah, in June. In June for a, for a week with the dogs. And we got, Jamie found this incredible house out, in the, out up in the mountains. And oh, very we can't cool. Wait. Oh, you're going to have yeah, a great time. Nice. That's, that's very, very um, cool. By the way, our dog is podcasting with us right now. She's yeah. sitting up on top of the She couch. got on top of our couch and looked at she's, us. She kind of pretends she's a cat, how cats will sit on top of furniture. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like that. She's hilarious. And, yeah. and she, she loved the snow this morning. Too. Yeah. Do your dogs yeah, sleep with you guys? Feet right here. <laughs> yeah. Wherever we are, they are. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. All right. Last question for you guys. Uh, and again, what a pleasure it has been to talk to you. How, if people could pray for you, how would you want people to pray for you? Well, to be honest, right now, I think the thing in our lives that is most important and that we're we've really been trying and Jamie has put a tremendous amount of emotional and physical energy into is trying to get pregnant. So if we could be fortunate enough for God to bless us with a child, that would be something special and something we would appreciate if people would keep in their hearts for us. Ah, we can do that. (laughs) We've been trying for many years and this past year I've been undergoing basically a year of fertility treatments unsuccessfully. Um, So now we're moving to more aggressive measures starting next month, which I'm not necessarily looking forward to. But again, it's one of those things that I'm like, well, gosh, if I could do that race I did yesterday, then surely I can certainly do do this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we will. We will definitely be praying for you. We're hoping for you know, and and if it doesn't work out, that's fine. You know, that it's fine too. It's 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 the way it is, and and you know, we'll be happy with that. But 
we both want to have children. Oh, that's that's really cool, and we will be praying that way. And <laughs> yeah, we, we prayed for a lot of people to have kids, and they've had kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Donna, we should have done that. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to have kids Anything, anything else that we can pray for you for? Oh, I think that's enough. <laughs> okay, all right, we can do that. And Amy, do you have anything else you want to say? Um, I can't think of anything. I'm just really glad that we got to talk today. This has been fun. It has been very fun. We really, really appreciate you. And, and I'll just say publicly, Brian, that uh, your friendship means a whole bunch to me as well. Uh, you have been... Um, You've been straightforward with me many times, not in a, and you haven't been rude to me, so I don't know why you get that feeling that, that you are like that. But uh, you've been great with me, and, and I've always appreciated the encouragement, and uh, it's just been awesome being your friend, and I can't, I can't wait to see what uh, God has for us in the future. I appreciate that, Rick. Thank you very much. I love you guys both. All right. Thank you so much Thanks, for being on the program. God is not a man God is not a white man God is not a man sitting on a cloud God cannot be bought God will not be boxing God will not be owned by religion But God is love, God is love, and He loves everyone. God is love, God is love, and He loves everyone. God is not a man, God is not an old man. God does not belong to Republicans God is not a flag Not even American And God does not depend on a government But God is good God is good And He loves everyone God
That's the band Gungor, and the song is called White Man here on Take Him With You. We were so blessed to be able to talk to Brian and Jamie. Didn't they just have such great information? They did, and they were very motivating. I have to say that in the last few weeks, I've increased my bicycle riding from 20 minutes to 28 minutes. She wants to ride her bicycle. But she wants to ride it well. It's a stationary bicycle in our living room because of it being yucky and cold and snowy. and yeah. So you read while you're on it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I have my ebook and yeah, read while I'm on my bike. What I like about Brian and Jamie is that they are... Um, they're really, you know, they've really come a long ways, and they they've disciplined themselves. But it's it's been, uh, you know, it's it's been a a progressive work with them, and I I think that's really cool that they're uh, willing to go for it and to share with all of us some of their tips and tricks to uh, living a healthier lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I always think that's a good thing. Very good thing. So why don't we pray for everybody about healthier lifestyles, and then we'll introduce next week's subject. All righty. Go ahead. Father God, we ask you for guidance, for direction, for probably what we need the most, and that's motivation, that we can get up off our behinds and get moving and do what we need to do to be healthy and and active. And we just ask for this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cool. Well, we thought it would be fun since we're on this Improve Your Life in 2012 kick that uh, for the last Taking With You in January to have our friend um, Rick Pete on. Um, Rick has been on our program before. He's uh, from the Chicago area. And Rick has lost, I think, over 100 over pounds. Over 100 pounds, yeah. In the last year. And I think what I read today on Facebook was uh-huh. that He's going to run a half marathon tomorrow in the snow. Yeah, because they just got a bunch of snow there. Yeah. I'm going, I don't even walk in the snow. Well, he He's went, going to run yeah. a marathon, a half he, marathon in the snow. He went from very unhealthy to doing much, much better and now running marathons, which is pretty amazing to me. And his, his story about how he did it is really motivating and really inspiring because he's I mean, I think he's a really cool techie guy and science fiction fan and all that jazz because that's how I met him is through the Treks and Sci-Fi Forum again. But uh, Rick is a normal guy like everybody else, and he made some big decisions and choices, and it changed his life. And Mm -hmm. so I think everybody will relate with him. And he's got such a great way of talking, such a warm personality that I think everybody will really enjoy our interview with him. So Mm -hmm. if we can, God willing, now this you know how this works. Sometimes we aren't able to do this. But if we can get him on Skype this next week, we will interview him and we'll, we'll get some of his tips and tricks for living healthier and how he lost all that weight. And uh, that will be really cool. If not, we'll have a different show for you. But we're we're hoping, if everything goes well, that we'll have Rick on the on the program. Should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else you want to say to everybody before we go? Well, just pray that our power doesn't go out again. Okay. It's been, it's been flashing a lot. Yeah, we're or fine. Flashing, blinking. We're fine. Not flashing. We're fine. Blinking off and on a lot. Yes, that in Washington State right now, though, there are a lot of people without power. So. So um, 
Yeah, hopefully by the time we put the podcast out, the worst of this ice and snowstorm will be passed and people will have their power back on. But That would be great. Yes. Okay, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you for listening to Taking With You. If you want to get a hold of us, it's real easy. My email is rick at takingwithyou.com. Or amy at takehimwithyou.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. And you can also visit our website at takehimwithyou.com. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Yes. And thank you to everybody who participates in our crazy random questions and all that jazz. We really, really appreciate that. Um, in fact, there's a good one going on right now of steps be- to being healthier in 2012. you got to check it out. Plus, uh, what do you put on your oatmeal? <laughs> it's quite fun. Yes. And the other way, um, oh, the other thing I was going to say, too, is if, if you like the program and it blesses you, uh, we would really appreciate it if you could help by giving a donation towards the program, now, especially this month since it's really lean. Uh, it would be great if we could pay our bills and all that jazz, and that's how we do it. Not only do we, I do voiceovers and music, but also from the podcast we use that money for bills and and the websites and all that jazz, and then, of course, to supplement our income. So we would appreciate it. And you can give on PayPal. It's really easy. You just go to our website, takingwithyou.com, and click on the PayPal link, and it'll take you right to where you can make a donation. And if you're old school, our address is also on there. Yeah, our address is on the webpage. Yeah, Mm -hmm. snail mail. Which we found out why we haven't gotten mail the last few days. I don't think anybody cares. My son, though, was out there on the road and noticed that the mailman drove right past our mailbox because there's too much snow next to the mailbox so he couldn't get close enough to put the mail in. Yeah. (sighs) So I'm sure we'll get mail when it all melts. When it melts, we'll get mail again. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate you, love you, and we will see you next week. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012. All right, rights. Reserved. All right, right, rights reserved. Something like R- that. All r- 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 rights, hey. reserved. R- 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 rights hey, reserved. It's cold. All right. Co- cold, c- c- cold makes you stutter st- 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 sometimes. Get out of here. Jeez. <laughs> See everybody next week. Bye. I'm just a breath away. Losing my faith today. I am just a man, not superhuman. I'm not superhuman. Someone save me from the haze It's just another war Just another family torn Just a step on the edge Just another day in the world we live To live another day Speaking my mind today I've gotta make a stand But I am just a man